Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. Oh, this is a good day. It's Tuesday, October 30th. It's your birthday. Yeah, yeah. I should say happy birthday to you. (laughs) I won't do the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's Pastor Jafet's birthday. He's 46 today. I'm right. I thought I was 45. No, you're not. Sadly. See, I really... Oh, man. You're 46. Oh, man. Oh, and by the way, I am Becky de Oliveira. Yes, I am I, the one who knows yes. how old Pastor Jafet actually is. <laughs> I thought I was half 19. I, I don't know why I'm calling you Pastor Jafet. That's actually really creepy. <laughs> it yeah, yeah. It's weird. It is really like weird. Like I started doing it, I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> Just I can't stop now. Okay. All right. Good. All right. <laughs> Okay, why don't you pray for uh, yourself? Yeah, let me pray. Let me pray. And all for right, me, then. Right, let's pray. Stop having a yeah. stroke. <laughs> Heavenly Father, just uh, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, life. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to be part of uh, communities uh, that you've called us to be part of. And God, I ask for a blessing on this text, uh, a blessing on this moment, a blessing on on all that you've called us to. Uh, give us wisdom on this text. Um, it's a complex issues, uh, complex uh, calling as well. And I ask for uh, insight in this. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Okay, we are reading Romans 14 from the message. Did you want to say anything about the message today? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, last week, uh, Eugene Peterson, and you you can read about this in the Daily Walk and boulder.church forward slash daily and, uh, and read about this, but Eugene Peterson, who created the message, a phenomenal guy. I mean, he's written a lot more as well, but he's the one who paraphrased it. He passed away uh, last week, October 22, and um, I... And, I was just in awe of how much he was such a, an advocate for, for openness, for welcoming people into the kingdom of God and for creating this. Yeah, and trying to make it accessible. Yeah, and I, I love I love the message. I actually have friends who read this often first before they, they go back into the text just to give them kind of like an injection insight. So we're excited for that. So let's see what he says in Romans 14. Okay, yeah, without further ado, subtitle is Cultivating Good Relationships. Welcome with open arms, fellow believers who don't see things the way you do. And don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with, even when it seems that they are strong on opinions but weak in the faith department. Remember, they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. For instance, a person who has been around for a while might well be convinced that he can eat anything on the table, while another with a different background might assume that he should, be, should only be a vegetarian and eat accordingly. But since both are guests at Christ's table, wouldn't it be terribly rude if they fell to criticizing what the other ate or didn't eat? God, after all, invited them both to the table. Do you have any business crossing people off the guest list or interfering with God's welcome? If there are corrections to be made or manners to be learned, God can handle that without your help. Or say, one person thinks that some days should be set aside as holy, and another thinks that each day is pretty much like any other. There are good reasons either way. So each person is free to follow their convictions of conscience. What's important in all this is that if, if you keep a holy day, keep it for God's sake. If you eat meat, eat it to the glory of God and thank God for prime rib. If you're a vegetarian, eat vegetables to the glory of God and thank God for broccoli. None of us are permitted to insist on our own way in these matters. It's God we are answerable to. All the way from life to death and everything in between, 
not each other. That's why Jesus lived and died and then lived again, so that he could be our master across the entire range of life and death and free us from the petty tyrannies of each other. So where does that leave you when you criticize a brother? And where does that leave you when you condescend to a sister? I'd say it leaves you looking pretty silly, or worse. Eventually, we're all going to end up kneeling side by side in the place of judgment facing God. Your critical and condescending ways aren't going to improve your position there one bit. Read it for yourself in Scripture. As I live and breathe, God says, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will tell the honest truth, that I and only I am God. So tend to your knitting. You've got your hands full just taking care of your own life before God. Forget about deciding what's right for each other. Here's what you need to be concerned about, that you don't get in the way of someone else, making life more difficult than it already is. I'm convinced, Jesus convinced me, that everything as it is in itself is holy. We, of course, by the way we treat it or talk about it, can contaminate it. If you confuse others by making a big issue over what they eat or don't eat, you're no longer a companion with them in love, are you? These, remember, are persons for whom Christ died. Would you risk sending them to hell over an item in their diet? Don't you dare let a piece of God-blessed food become an occasion of soul poisoning. God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach, for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together, and completes it with joy. Your task is to single-mindedly serve Christ. Do that and you'll kill two birds with one stone, pleasing the God above you and proving your worth to the people around you. So let's agree to use all our energy in getting along with each other. Help others with encouraging words. Don't drag them down by finding fault. You're certainly not going to permit an argument over what is served or not served at supper to wreck God's work among you, are you? I said it before and I'll say it again. All food is good, but it can turn bad if you use it badly, if you use it to trip others up and send them sprawling. When you sit down to a meal, your primary concern should not be to feed your own face, but to share the life of Jesus. So be sensitive and courteous to the others who are eating. Don't eat or say or do things that might interfere with a free exchange of love. Cultivate your own relationship with God, but don't impose it on others. You're fortunate if your behavior and your belief are coherent. But if you're not sure, if you notice that you are acting in ways inconsistent with what you believe, some days trying to impose your opinions on others, other days just trying to please them, then you know that you're out of line. If the way you live isn't consistent with what you believe, then it's wrong. Mm. I thought that was excellent. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, really, really good. Great, uh, great take on it. All right, uh, here's the question for today then. Uh, what are the essential qualities for a truly welcoming experience and what stops us from, from using or fully developing those qualities? Oh, wow. The essential qualities. Um, like, I mean, what makes something really great something for Something feel me? really welcoming? Uh, well, it would be if people seem like they take a genuine interest in, I in think you, so. if they talk to you. I think if people remember your name. Yeah. And seem happy go, to see you and you just, know, um, I was in a restaurant the other day where uh, a server came. I'd been there like twice. And I haven't been there in months and been there twice just by coincidence and uh, meeting some people. And and, uh, and so this server came back and he introduced himself. Jake is his name. And, and I thought, you know, that's really, really nice when somebody remembers you and they come over and they speak to you. And mm. I think that the personal touch makes a difference, right? Um, I think the welcoming experience is, is about somebody knowing you and caring about you. Yeah. Um, and well, then makes, what stops us from using or fully developing? Well, I think sometimes qualities. just a lot's going on in our lives. 
Yeah, I was going to say that. I think that's the main thing. I don't think most people intend to be. I don't think the people are. Well, you know, you hear so often people describing a church as it yeah. wasn't welcoming. Yeah. And I think, okay, I'm not sure exactly what that looked like. I think there are examples. I've heard stories of churches yeah. that were clearly not welcoming, like they made the person feel unwelcome, and I think intentionally so. Oh, there are, there are all lots sorts of, of stories. stories. But then yeah. there are other ones where it's more the kind of, well, Nobody went out of their way to talk to me. Mm. It's like that's not nobody really people. Me to lunch. Nobody, yeah, nobody made a big deal out of me. And I, I think I'm so surprised to hear adults talk this way because mm. I expect that from teenagers who don't understand that you kind of have to put yourself out there. But it feels like if you've been around for a while, you know that just kind of standing around, people aren't just going to flock to you. People have their own stuff going on. You know, they have their own they do concerns, their own friends, their own fifty things that they're thinking about. And it's not that they intend to ignore you. It's just you may not be on their radar. So I think yeah. you can take the first step in in facilitating welcomingness. And then if it doesn't come, maybe yeah. you have a right to. I think be I think that sometimes you, you can do that and then I know some people who've like tried that and then they're like, well it's not reciprocal. And I said, well, yeah, you know, I mean sometimes it's, it's, it's not. Tough. Not it's all tough. relationships are reciprocal. You no. end up, you know, you go through a lot of people who are potential friends before you find ones where it really yeah. does work. And I don't think again, that's not always out of malice. It's just some people are flaky. Yeah. Some people maybe have a lot of friends and they don't care that well, much about yeah. being friends with you. It's not that they dislike you. It's just not the top mm. priority. You know, so you find other people. I think the other thing There's that makes... somebody. I think definitely knowing you, is uh, knowing someone is actually really important. I think being invested in, in their life is actually uh, important as well. I think there's a, a welcoming experience is also just finding things that are in common. You've got to feel like there's an affinity or there's some kind of connection. That's, uh, it's, yeah, it, you know, that's true. When you you walk into a place and you feel like this is my place, there's got to be something about that place. So whether, you know, for me, I walk into a, a church and it's either got a look or smell. Well, can or you think be, of somewhere in particular that you felt really welcome ever in your life? Mm, like an example where you think that was a place where I felt like I was welcomed with open arms. I can think of a lot of restaurants, and I can think of hotel lobbies, and I can. That's think so of, weird. These are places where you're like a customer. No, what I about know. places where you're just I, I a person? A person? Oh, yeah. I was a person in all those places. Um, no, I mean somebody <laughs> who's not necessarily spending money. Yeah, you're not um, paying people to be friendly to you. Um, so, like a concert. Uh, I think in all of like customer service moments, always that's what's is hitting me right now. Like, I know that's, that's so what, weird. Really weird, isn't it? Because I, I think well, I'm mine a is Andrews evaluating. University, the English department. Oh yeah, because I yeah. felt like Colleagues I I went there like ten years ago, yeah. and I worked as an adjunct. And I felt like they immediately pulled me Community. in. Like I was one of them, even though I was only an adjunct. You know, I yeah. didn't even have like I had office space and stuff, but I wasn't I, I wasn't an equal in any way. But I was invited to social things and. Yeah. I was brought in to talk about important things with people, and um, I had people share with me frustrations they had in the classroom, which is a very yeah. authentic and kind of risky thing to do to admit that you're not perfect. Yeah, you know, people did all of those well, things. Well, do you remember when that's we welcoming. In, when, we, when people when, we when people are authentic to you? Yeah, when we I interviewed at Boulder, um, we had a dinner at uh, and it was uh, like oh. a reception at Gordy and Jan's house, yeah, and I that was that. like a super welcoming. Uh, uh, meal and really yeah the fantastic. kids had so, a really good time yeah i mean we felt very there's welcome. loads and that was a that was a special moment that's so, a really good yeah that's a good example all right let me uh leave you guys with this question again um what are the essential qualities for a truly welcoming experience what stops us from using or fully developing those qualities think about that reread this text look after each other live love and we'll connect tomorrow hey thanks again for listening to the daily walk podcast today Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. 
And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.